Double G Podcast. It is episode 49. Oh, that was close. You nearly got that wrong. Nearly, nearly <laughs> didn't, didn't know for a second. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's not WrestleMania weekend. No, it was. A lot of wrestling. We got oh, a lot of wrestling to talk about today. Uh, so mm-hmm. hope you enjoy the old wrestling. <laughs> slowly taking over it kind of is maybe we should like have a break-off podcast that just deals with that alone but then that, that would take up a while out of our weekly time and then soon our lives would just be one big podcast and we'd <laughs> never stop we'd, we'd just be like one big live broadcast we could do one of with the things three listeners like those shitty youtube that, that buy a mansion and then they all live in it together and and break everything and, and film well, every, all of it. Okay. okay you never heard no of a, con- a content house? <laughs> a content house? Yeah. Uh, oh, God. I'm about to learn something terrible, aren't I? It's a bunch of shitbags live together and create YouTube videos. And I'm pretty sure oh, I saw what the likes of that Logan Paul and that does that sort of bollocks. Uh. <laughs> Just when you think it's a good time to be alive. (laughs) (laughs) It's never a good time to be alive. What are you talking about? (laughs) All right. What have we been playing then? You go first. Well, uh, obviously, I've still been blasting away at Ghostwire. Still really enjoying it, but I have found out what a lot of the reviews were given a bit of a hard time for, because at the time it didn't annoy me because I had just started. Um, But as we were saying last week, it's not exactly the biggest map in the world. Um, it's actually quite dense and sort of all nicely packed together, but there's like a fog and you clear the fog kind of like, um, like you do with any open world game, you sort of mm. get the area, you I do, you do a thing and it clears out that bit. To be honest, these, these gates as they're called, you could, you could easily have this map covered by like five gates. It's not a very big map. Five gates would just been yeah. a nice, efficient way, but the game has like, Oh, Jesus, there must be nearly 15, 20 of these things. And, you know, after gate number 10, you're like, right, so I get an extra 10 foot that direction. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, come on. See, I, I get maybe, you know, poor old Mikami had sort of went, hey, I've made this cracking world and, you know, these enemies and all, but I need sort of something to do in the game now and I don't have a lot of time left, so I know. <laughs> I'll fall into the open world trick. <laughs> um, but no, the actual missions and stuff are still great. It's just this this gate clearing thing. It was getting to me the other night. I was like, I was literally just, you know, clearing a gate, walking 10 feet forward. Then there's another gate, which big battle ensues. Combat's brilliant. But then clear the gate, another 10 feet. Because your actual story missions may be like, a good bit into the fog so you have to keep clearing the gates to make your way through the fog and it just gets a bit right guys seriously you, you could have <clears> been a, put a bit, wee bit more work into this but I don't know maybe there's time constraints or something I don't know but it, does maybe it seem, one, one little more smudge on the on the game I'm afraid does it seem to you like maybe like they started out with one intention uh, of how they were going to do yeah, you know, side quests mm. and all, and then coming towards the end of development, they're like, "Holy shit, you can complete this in like five hours." 
I think that's what happened. Yeah. yeah. I think that they sort of turned around and went, hey, this game's going to be a wild short. Uh, what do we do? And you know what? A short game does not bother me if it's good because it just makes you replay it again. Like, I mm. don't see... I understand people want their money's worth out of open world games, but if you really enjoy the experience and you say you play through it and... Take a... Take a Resident Evil, right? I know that's a weird one to come back to considering the Mikami thing and all, right? But when you play through a Resident Evil the first time, it'll take you maybe nine hours, you know, because you're figuring your way through everything, figuring out the puzzles and all. But when you know a Resident Evil down pat, you can blast through it in an hour. So a game's length doesn't take away from how good a game is, if you ask me. Like, if you've made a damn good game and you can beat it in a couple of hours, but you really enjoy playing it, then you're going to go back and play it again. Like, look at the amount of games people have replayed through time and time and time again and just enjoyed them. They haven't went, this game's awesome because it's really long. They went, this game's awesome because it's great to play. And I think you're right. I think they fell into that trap of they went, oh, no, our game can be beat in like five hours, maybe. We need to make it longer. Right, see them gates? Let's just make a load more of them. That'll fill it out. Hmm. So the old saying of leave them wanting more, not mm, mm, mm. not make everyone sick of your bullshit, Ubisoft. Yeah. They put too much rice on the plate and not enough curry. That's the problem. <laughs> That's there definitely, you go. That, that is a Ubisoft game recipe there. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I've been playing is a game I always come back to now and then. It's, um, it's obviously, we were, we were talking about, you know, Battlefield and how it's kind of, abandoned us so i decided because of you know we're also talking about this last week to boot up the enlisted which i've been playing since i got the playstation you know good game and all the rest of it but there was an update for it and the update is very strange because enlisted is obviously a very real well i don't like using that word a realistic world war ii game but you know it's it's very heavy feeling you know your character is very heavy the guns feel ah, very yeah more more serious in tone you know there's like all the rest, there's the, the stamina bar, so you can't sprint forever and all, but um, great game and I'll enjoy that. But this week, they have decided, as an April Fool's prank, to add a level on the moon. And apparently, according to uh, the enlisted team, this is how World War II actually ended. It was a battle on the moon that nobody knew about between the Russians and the Nazis. So they, they're letting you live out this battle. But it's an amazing map. It's an absolutely brilliant map, and there's all laser guns and shit, and you're able to do <laughs> moon jumps and all. And this, this, this has been so successful that people are now messaging them, going, "Go on, please, like, make this a permanent thing, or you know, make an actual campaign based on the moon." But I don't know if they will, because apparently the team are known for doing this in their games, releasing these amazing April Fools things, and then just taking them away, never to be seen again. Apparently, they've been doing it for in War Thunder for years, and it's like, oh, go on keep this in this is brilliant fun <laughs> so i've been playing away at uh space nazis and space russians in 1945 should i reinstall that should i uninstall 2042 for a start <laughs> that'd be a good first step I, I i had to make room so 2042 was the first thing to go uh so yeah but yeah i don't have I've been, a shooter I've been, anyway I, well, I mean, because that's the thing. We we obviously used to play quite a bit of Battlefield, and now we don't have a sort of a sort of just jumping and shit things together yeah. game at the minute. And 
Although we always have Apex. I find Apex wild hard to get back into. I don't know if it's like you go away mm. and come back and everything's different. You know? Mm, I, I know what you mean. Uh, Food for thought there. Yeah. Do you uninstall 2042 and put Enlisted on instead? And it's free. That's the thing about that. Or install Battlefield 5. There's an actual really good point. <laughs> go play Battlefield 5. It's got a higher player base at the moment. Seeing as everyone loves it now. <laughs> Everyone's falling in love with Battlefield 5. Stop fucking complaining about it at the time. But, uh. Now it's the best. But aye, so that's kind of what I've been smashing through this week. And of course, Elden Ring. I, that I just goes without saying now. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had a, a lot of time for gaming uh, over the weekend there. So, <laughs> yeah, but it's still been playing Elden Ring I am up to the last boss and I've been there for a few days now and I cannot fucking beat him and I'm not sure why see the the last boss is two stage thing and it's the first stage that's giving me the trouble and uh, like I don't get uh, I can't beat it consistently so I can't get you know like a proper look at the second stage Mm. to sort of learn its moves and try and finish that off got really close once got really close Mm -hmm. once and got outdone by what the fuck's it doing because it was doing a move i hadn't seen before which turned out to be a a grab that killed me uh uh, fucking hell it's it's so the guy does a lot of aoe holy damage with all pretty much all his fucking shit will have some sort of aoe like if he's doing a combo string it'll finish with an aoe or he'll pull off something that will be able to hit behind him as well um Mm -hmm. it it makes like dodging very tricky because you can dodge his actual hit but then the aoe holy shit that comes out hits you afterwards Mm. uh and i know i'm just not getting it and I, I'm fine with that. If like here's here, it's one boss I really fucking am proper proper struggling with. I thought thought Ranala was good or um no, what do you call her? Melania. Melania. I thought she she was going to be it, um, but got through that one in the end. Um, but this one I just can't see an end to it. I was like, all right, all right, fuck it. I'll bring someone in who knows what they're doing. You can't. No. As soon as the fucking gold sign comes up, you go over, it's like unable to summon player because someone else has always summoned them. Uh, it's just like, there's some criticism for Elden Ring. It's like as <laughs> as as novel as, and uh, it's been around, you know, for all, all the Souls games. And as novel as the whole summoning thing is, it is a pain in the arse if you're actually looking for help. Yep. Agreed. That's the one thing from software could definitely use a bit of an update on is their multiplayer. Because <laughs> Jesus, that is a pain in the arse. Yeah, it's, and I can imagine how, like, if, if someone's bouncing off it and they just want help, and and you know their their friends aren't just there to to help them all the time, and they just need to, mm. someone to come in and help them, and you just can't do it, or you're sitting there for a very long time to get someone summoned in. And there's better ways around this. There is. A, me- a menu. In this day and age. 
a menu. Right. Just, just give it a menu. Get old menu. Search for who's available. Bring them in. Uh, so the, uh, that's that's nearly the entirety of what I've done. Tried to beat the final boss of Elden Ring <laughs> and failed multiple times. Um, yeah, I played played some more of Guardians of the Galaxy. Still enjoying that. Um, it's it's very well written and performed. I think um, it's mm. different enough from the films to be its own thing. You know. Oh, cool. um, like the some things are very much the same like Drax is near the same because hey, you want to keep Drax and Rocket's yeah. near the same because that, that's a good job with Rocket in the movies as well yep. but um, like Star-Lord's pretty different pretty different performance um, same mm. with Gamora uh, but it all, all works Groot's completely different Jesus, really. how do you make him different? <laughs> I lied. He's not. <laughs> He's not we lied! <laughs> um, I installed that weird West, but haven't played it uh, for some reason. So that that's from some people from that left Arcane. Ah. Would have worked on Dishonored and... Pray, Pray probably stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. I should probably just try it and see if I like it instead of being like, uh, no, for bit harsh with it. It's like classic RPG, isometric view mm. type of thing. I think it's action Diablo-y type of thing, but I don't think it's the kind of thing where you can just go in and slash away and have all these powers flying off you. I think it's supposed to be pretty fucking punishing. Um, with an emphasis. Em- Emphasis on stealth. Well, I don't know if we bored by isometric stealth. Mm. And I'm not trying to be funny, but it is supposed to still be a, a type of western type thing. Yeah. Uh, so the westerns so aren't really known for stealth. So so it's like a western, but there's demons and shit all over the place. Sounds very similar to that one I got confused with there. Are you sure you're getting confused? <laughs> or it is actually the yeah. off? No, hang on, I'm gonna have to double check that. Evil West is what I've been looking forward to. Aye, Evil West. Yeah. This is like a demon souls typey western thing with like it's literally a wild west, but it's demons and shit. Yeah, I must look at this. Hmm. Evil West. Um but I was looking at that weird West you see and a scene that was the sort of Diablo camera view and things like that. And I have played Diablo. I'm not having a go at Diablo, but I've 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 played it and I'm thinking I've done that. And it wasn't really my thing. It was good fun playing it with someone, but this is not the type of thing I want to go into like by myself. In fact, yeah. like have you ever heard of a game called Victor Vran? Yes. Right. There is a motorhead uh DLC for that game, but it's a Diablo type thing. If that it. doesn't get me buying it, <laughs> then nothing's gonna get me buying it. Uh, this is true. Uh, I don't think this would be have the same pace as a Diablo as well. I'm uh, basing this off mm. fuck all except for watching the evil. <laughs> <laughs> basing it on fuck all the evil G. All right, I promise you next next week I will I will have a report ready. Uh, and uh, let you know what I think of it. 
Well, I bet we talk about some game news. There hasn't been a lot. Uh, that has been kind of suspiciously quiet. Which is good, because that leaves more time for talking about all the wrestling that happened. Yep. Um. So first off, we were talking about last week the the leaked details about the play PS Plus service, um, and those have now been officially confirmed. Mm. Uh, the three-tier PlayStation Plus is coming. Uh, PlayStation Now will be no more, and this will launch in June. Um, so the three tiers are PlayStation Plus Essential, which is what you have now, basically. Mm. Or, or exactly. Uh, then you've got PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, so yeah, six ninety nine for Essential, ten ninety nine for Monthly, which gets you a catalogue of 400 PS4 and PS5 games. I keep, anytime I've heard anyone else talking about this, they always say up to 400. Now, I'm not seeing that on this article, but multiple mm. people have said this. And what the fuck does that mean? Does that mean yeah, they're going to be up to? Does that mean they're only ever going to have 400 games in here? Yeah. Or does that mean they go, right, uh, so we have these 400 games, but we're going to remove... We've only got these ones for like six months. So after that, we only have 350 uh, that, games that, and we've nothing that, to replace it with. That, that'll that happen because that's that's how yeah. Game Pass works as well. But they they add more than gets removed, the, the pace of them adding mm-hmm. games. So that catalog grows. Yeah, um, up to doesn't make sense. Up to is weird. I, um, Unless it launches with up to, I don't know. Yeah, Maybe that's what they mean. You'll be able to download these games and it will include blockbuster hits from our PlayStation Studios catalog and third-party partners. That was quote. Uh, then the top tier is PlayStation Plus Premium, which is $13.49 a month. Uh, it adds 340 additional games on top of the up to 400 games. I wonder if this isn't up to 340. <laughs> PS3 games will be available to stream while classic mm. PS1, PS2 and PSV games will be available to stream or download and you also will get time limited game trials for select games uh, this is a bit shit it is a bit shit <laughs> when you look at game pass this is like, this is like yeah. a half ass game pass it's the most half-assed game pass I've ever heard. But it's don't get me wrong, the whole stream in the PS3 thing. I was, you know, that to to me that was going to be a thing anyway because that architecture was just a nightmare to work with. But mm-hmm. the library you have with PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP that's a huge library, and they're turning around and saying, "I hear, I here's three hundred and fifty. It's like right. So what? Do you, that's like the tiniest fraction of all those games that are available yeah. and i swear to god it better not be games that are already like available like, on on ps now i i um yeah playstation 2 is like two and a half thousand games alone and then mm-hmm. we've got here's four platforms and we're getting 340 and who knows if they'll add any more um, PS3 won't even run natively, so you have to use the shitty streaming. Where the fuck's mm. PS Vita? Who knows? Um, this is like mm. minimum effort 
they are putting in this. They're, they're literally doing this because Microsoft has a thing. Yep. Xbox is forcing their hand on this because they're delivering this great value thing. And this is their answer, and it's a bit shit compared it to... Is. I think out of all those tiers, though, depending on what's available on the middle tier, that would probably interest me the most. But I yeah, I think the way I would play it is just stick on stick to essential unless something pops up on one of them other tiers yes. that I want to play at the time and then exactly. switch to that for a month. Yep. Um so the they've said it at launch. Like these are the only games they've actually told us that are gonna be on. So you have Death Stranding. No. Um mm. God of War, which is already on the game collection yes. you get for PS5, so what's the fucking point of that? Um, yep. Marvel's Spider-Man, I think that might be on that game collection as well, I'm not sure. Um, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, which I have. Mortal Kombat 11, which I have. Mm. And the thing which, yeah, maybe I'd pay for a month of plus extra Returnal? I just to give I it a go. Actually, I'd like to try that. I, but like I said, I wouldn't want to buy it. But I would definitely pay a couple of pounds for a month. To yeah, play there, it, so. there was no yeah. way in fucking hell it was paying seventy pound for Returnal because that's what they yeah. were charging for that. Um, yeah. uh, and just the double down on this. Uh, I forgot his name again. Jim Ryan. So Jim, Hi, Jim Ryan. Old Jim, old Jim fucking comes out and he's like, <laughs> "I were the, no, we're not putting uh, first party titles day one on the service because it would uh, the way he says this stuff. He, he reckons mm-hmm. it will make the games worse. Uh, yeah, <laughs> if he's uh, they're in a good virtuous cycle with the studios where the investment delivers success, um." Yeah, he doesn't want to let go of charging seventy pounds for games. Is the short yeah. answer. Yeah. Um, and that's exactly what it is. Yeah, this whole shit about uh, the, this all—it'll have a knock-on effect on the quality of games. It's like inherently having a service, I guess, doesn't have any impact on the quality of the games. You no. will have an impact on the quality. You're basically saying we're not willing to put the investment into making a service like this with games at the same level as the £70 one-time purchase, but Xbox is. Uh, yeah. It's just I mean, just a real... That's like, like, just say it like it is. Yeah, don't spin some sort of Oh, it'll impact the quality of the games. It's like it, you make that decision. That's you're saying that you're not willing to do it. Don't be like the service itself is some, you know, thing entity Bird. that has its own will <laughs> that's gonna like come along and make the games bad. What do you, do you think? <laughs> if do you think if um, the the PS5 wasn't selling anywhere near as well? Like like say like I know it's a crazy thing to even try and picture, but imagine like the PlayStation 5 just was not selling very well. Do you think suddenly the Game Pass idea 
would be very welcome into PlayStation and they would put their first party titles on because it allowed to get the games to the gamers straight away. Some type of excuse like that. You know, if the PlayStation wasn't selling, this would be like, a, oh, come buy it now because look what you're getting. Suddenly it wouldn't be impacting the games. Mm, that is, yeah. Mm. No, definitely. 100% it would. 100%. Uh, but the Xbox One failing is the best thing that ever happened for Xbox. <laughs> it's because <laughs> I don't think we'd have Game Pass if we didn't. Nope. If had, yeah, 100% right. 100%. Tits up. Uh, all because they said, oh, you can't play pre-owned games, and then we all stopped buying pre-owned games anyway. I know. Oh, great. <laughs> kind of, we're being the dicks this time. It's like, I'm not buying know. one because I can't get pre-owned games. Like, oh, I'm just going to download this instead. Do you know what? I haven't bought a pre-owned game in about... <laughs> I don't think I even bought a pre-owned game on my PS4. No, I'm bound to have bought a pre-owned PS4 game. Bound to have at some stage. But yeah, at the I time did. when it was mentioned, you were like, oh my god, I couldn't even imagine. And when was the last time you lent someone a game? <laughs> uh, I know exactly what that is. I, I lent Eugene Persona 4. And he still has what it. What was that on? <laughs> My PS4. No, not Persona so you'll 4. you'll never lend the game again. P- Persona 5. <laughs> so you learned your lesson and you'll never lend out a game again. Speaking of Persona 5, it's leaving that, that PS5 game collection. Aye. Which I didn't think been, was a thing. Aye. <laughs> and then it's being added on the... Is it? What are they adding at the... Aye, uh, it's been taken off the PS Plus collection for your PS5, but they're adding it into the second tier of the PlayStation Plus. So, <laughs> there wait, you go. so something I didn't have to pay extra for before, I now you have to pay. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> These guys can go fuck themselves. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. Uh, well, there you have, like. Uh, there's Sony's best best swing at a at a game uh, pass, and you, you can just tell that their heart's not in it. <laughs> they don't want to no, do this. They they, they, they really they don't, don't want to do this at all. No. And we can now say PlayStation O was a failure. Complete, oh my god! Oh, fucking failure. Uh. So, speaking, we are talking about Elden Ring earlier. Uh, yeah, this Tekken mod. Oh. So, so some genius has modded... That's so good. A modder called Ultra Boy has modded in a bunch of Elden Ring models into Tekken. And it, it looks like, really cool. It does. It like the models I, look like proper Elden Ring characters. That's that's not like like some really bad job. They they look the business. So mm-hmm. they do. So this was a lot of work even to get the models put in there. But uh, the, it was the way he chose the certain characters as the models for the people. Some yeah. of them just fit so well. Hey. Yeah. So you've got uh, Melina um, replaces Idia. Who the fuck's Idia? She's one of the new people. She was added in one of the character passes. Right, right. Uh, Melania replaces uh, Kunimitsu. Uh, Rana the Witch <laughs> replacing Kazumi. Uh, yeah, yep. And 
I even read the fact that uh, so there's a move where Kazumi throws a tiger at you, and they replaced the tiger with Torrent the horse. Nice. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, we've also got uh, Hayachi being replaced by a lobster. <laughs> which, yep. Yep, makes sense. If you're going to have any uh, any enemy or character from Elden Ring have the fucking Hihachi punch near the lobster. Aye. <laughs> uh, um, uh, isn't it big Gigas is the big pot? Yes, Alexander the that Living looks, Jar. <laughs> that looks fantastic too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, the video uh, looks real, real fucking good. Aye. Eh? Uh, and then Harada was all, oh, go and please stop this because people might Aye. think it's official. Coming along, spoiling everyone's fucking fun, Harada. Yeah, shut up, Harada. Just shut Aye. up. Jeez. At this, at this day and age, the fact that someone turned around and decided to use Tekken 7 for this mod is actually still kind of a, a testament to how you know you should be happy about this. Tekken 7 is like four or five years old now at least. So they could have used anything newer, but no, oh, they picked your Tekken 7. You mm. should be like, oh, yeah, this is class. Instead of being yeah. all, oh, good stuff. People stoppers. should be honored to have a healthy modern scene. Bethesda, for mm-hmm. fuck's sake, they replaced actually developing a game themselves with just copying what the modders do. Yep. <laughs> that's, the, yep. that's how they make their games. Um, but seriously, though, it's like, no, don't, don't discourage modders. Don't be like fucking Rockstar. Yeah, like, if it wasn't for modders, we wouldn't have the Resi 2 Masterpiece remake. Uh-huh. So there yeah, you go. If it wasn't for modders, you wouldn't be sitting here talking about Tekken. Yeah, true. On this episode, because like, it's go. not like anything's happening with your game now. It's like, suddenly people are like, oh, look at this shit. How many Elden Ring fans are going to go buy a copy of PC Tekken now to do this? Yep. Yes, loads. He's a loads. dumbass. Dumbass. Uh, uh, Fuck off with your fucking walking dead shit. But the, um, there's a lot of modern stuff going on with Elden Ring, because uh, apparently mm-hmm. this this game is actually uh, relatively easy to mod compared to past Souls games. Um, this is coming from, there's a YouTube channel called Zuli the Witch. Um, and basically what they do is hack the fuck out of Souls games and show you all the inner workings and stuff. Really interesting video, really short videos, but it's, it's like, um, you know, they'll remove all the snow and stuff from, from that nightmare place in the DLC of Dark Souls 3 and show you everything. Ah, yeah, right. Well, they'll do different things. Now they showed a mod where, mine I showed you that meme of... Uh, Melina offering you uh, a a literal Honda Accord car. Yes. So someone yep. has modded a Honda, replaced Torrent with a Honda Accord. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't drive properly though. It's like it's still no, making a movement of a horse, but it can run enemies over. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. So the the reason. Um, Zoe said this is easier. It seems that you're able... The thing they always struggled with was cloth physics, doing the Ah, the character model replacements and all. Um, But now you're Mm -hmm. seeing lots of... They figured this out for Elden Ring, so there's lots of um, 
costumes not being brought from other uh, from software games. So mm-hmm. you can get you know Bloodborne armor sets. Um, you can get so you have in heaven there. <laughs> Sekiro and uh, armor sets from previous games in in this game, which is which is cool to see. Uh, and you're basically saying I could wear a top hat and Elden Ring. Yes. There you go. If, but you I just need. have to buy a PC. <laughs> so that's an expensive top hat you'll have. Worth it. Yeah, that's it. Let them let let mods do their thing. It's only helps. Uh, only helps yeah, because you, you never know who's to turn around and say down the line someone starts modding Elden Ring with Tekken characters. Then someone should try that. Yeah, that'd actually be pretty funky. Like no, imagine, uh, well, that'd be pretty easy. The birds, you could turn the birds into Kuma. From software modding is is crazy though. It's well, what people do. They'll they'll do a lot of changes and stuff, you know, to the game, making them harder mm. and adding new weapons. There's some crazy mods out there for the the Souls games. Um, if you go look them up. Um, but moving on, so. Uh, this game abandoned. It's a PS5 game. Mm. So this is the game that everyone thought was a viral marketing campaign for a Kojima game, very much in the vein of a PT. Mm. If I remember correctly, and yes, the developer had to come out and go, "No, no, we're we're actually <laughs> this is actually our game, Blue Box Game Studios." Um. Yeah, so now they're being asked a lot, uh, is their game cancelled? Because they've been deleting tweets, mm. um, and no one's seen anything about this game, um, and it was supposed to be released in the first quarter of or a prologue for the game was supposed to be released uh, first quarter of 2022, which we are now done with, and no sign of it. Yep. Um, yeah, which is really strange to not really have seen anything of of the game um yeah the the developer came out explaining about they were deleting tweets because that was old stuff that didn't really fit anymore um definitely seems like a case of this isn't coming together as we planned quick delete the stuff we said that was going to be in the game so no one can throw it in their face <laughs> later maybe i don't know yeah um, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> yeah, look, look what happened to Cyberpunk. Oh, Jesus. Yep. Uh, yeah, where's the other... T- oh, there's loads of fucking tweets of this. It's a, it's a really fucking weird one. Um, yeah, so, so they're... What do you call this guy? Karam? Someone? <laughs> Bad names, well, anyway, the developer. Um, so, so the reason people haven't seen anything of this game yet, any development of the game yet, is because simply, and to describe it in one word, is that I'm scared. I'm not going to lie. I'm not working for Ubisoft. I'm not working for AAA Publisher. It tells me what to do, who basically tells me what the game, what game I should make. Uh, I mean, you think you were the first, do you think you're the first person to make an indie game? Mm. There's lots of one-person teams in the... Yeah. 
uh, it's it's pretty bizarre how this is going. Especially if this is a, a Sony exclusive. You think they'd be they must be involved in some way? Yeah, to, I'm sure they're not breathing down his neck, but you know they probably went. Hey, when do you think it'll be finished? And he's given them a date, so they've turned around and went. Right, we've got this game abandoned. Uh, quarter one, twenty twenty two. And then obviously because, like I said, it's a small game, they probably went, right, we'll leave them to it. And maybe now they're kind of going, well, again, they're probably not going, oh, we need this game because we said they're sort of going, hey, what's going on with this? Come on. <laughs> yeah, because of the high shifty, everything seems everyone's being like, yo, is this a scam? Oh, is this a scam? Um, like, like this guy... <laughs> Hassan uh, Karaman um, is the name uh, of the the guy in charge of the team, and he's had to go and say, "No, I'm not an actor. I'm a real person." Because uh, I think people are still convinced this is some sort of weird marketing thing as well. Mm. Um, uh, it's fucking nuts. I don't even know what the game is. You can listen to. I think it's like. I think it's kind of like a, a first person, you know, like an uh, amnesia type thing. Uh, I think it's a, that type of thing. You know, there's no there's no combat or anything. It's just you sort of having to make your way through a, a scary place and scary things happen. Those types of games are often bad. Yeah, they're not my thing. <laughs> it's just those type. I get people might think, oh, you just don't enjoy horror games. I fucking love horror games, Me but. Too. Walking through just a house with the odd jump scare happening. Mm-hmm. It's just not a horror game. That's, That's my YouTube problem, bullshit. problem with the, the layers up here. And you nailed it on the head that most of these games are trying to get that whole thing where a streamer will pick it up and overreact to live on stream and then all yep. their followers go buy the game. And there's yep. not much. There's usually not much of a game there. You need to have real strong storytelling if you're gonna go right. All you do is walk about. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I tried that visage, visage, visage. Oh yeah, yeah. Just kind of like that, and like then gave up on it because it was like the the whatever way they were explaining the mechanic of the your sanity because it it kind of goes for a you know like um oh what do you call the gamecube game oh eternal darkness eternal darkness so they go for that kind of sanity meter type thing but i couldn't understand what was making mine go down because mm-hmm. the screen would turn red is like all oh, your sanity's being affected i'm standing there it, it's a wee bit dark guy but there's nothing happening what's what's what in eternal darkness something had to happen like a guy's head would fall Aye. off and then you go what the fuck but I'm just standing here in this room and it's like oh you're scared and I was like am I? what? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the game saying oh you're scared now and you're like no I'm fucking not <laughs> stop killing my character please uh. <laughs> balls eh? Nobody yeah. ever done it like Eternal Darkness. That was a Eternal fucking Darkness legendary good, game. Um, uh, some of the wee tricks it would um would do is like either <laughs> it could be a wee bit hokey, like you know, turning your TV off and all. And... The but volume someone... was one that got uh, me something shocking. I <laughs> uh, 
turn down your volume? Because uh, it I, really you didn't think about it then. All, all the TVs back then had the same type of <clears throat> green bar volume. Yeah, so green, they bar. coded that so well into the game. I remember sort of going, what the fuck? Why is my volume going down? I like the one where it would throw up at the in fucking console GameCube menu and start deleting your fucking memory card. Ah, <laughs> holy shit! I was freaking out. I turned it off. I thought something was going on. I actually turned my cube off. Uh, back when I didn't know much better, I thought somebody was hacking my cube. Hmm. <laughs> Oh, the bastards, they they got me good. That was Crystal Dynamics, wasn't it? Uh, I think so. We discussed this on our episode of Unscripted. Yes, that was Crystal Dynamics. That's a good segue. Mm, So Crystal Dynamics have announced Mm -hmm. a new Tomb Raider game that will be made Mm. in Unreal 5 engine. And then that's that's all we know. That's literally a tie. They've literally just started development. Is it? Hang on. They've started. It's not even development. It's production. No, it is development. Okay, we've just started development. So there we go. Yeah. That'll be a while. And really, all they're saying is they want to push. You know, fidelity. Blah blah blah. Show off all this stuff. Mm. The the Unreal Engine Five can do, um, mm. which is also out now. Yes, you, you can go start developing an Unreal Five game as of today. Um, which, yeah, obviously this is p- part of that announcement as well. I hope mm. they do better with this than they did with that Avengers game. Yeah, the, I don't know. The two minor games seem to be getting into this, you know, diminishing returns with each one. I know. Like the first uh, one, I think the first of the reboots is still the best. Yeah, I agree there. Um, and like the the second one's good as well. They do put more tombs in it, uh, which mm-hmm. is what everyone wanted from the first one because the the tombs were the best part of it. Yeah, they were uh, cool. Oh, they didn't actually do the third one. That was Montreal did the third one. Ah. That's the guys who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, I guess Montreal were. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, uh, I haven't played the third one. I enjoyed the first two. Yes, the first one is the best, but uh, I thought that was supposed to be a trilogy. I wonder what they're going to do with this. Mm. Is it going to be... Yeah, maybe they'll do like a an Uncharted 4 and do like a retirement story. Yeah, because I think okay. Uncharted was always supposed to be a trilogy, but then when the PlayStation Four came out, they were like, "Hey, we got to do something." So <clears> I think Naughty Dog ended up going for the Uncharted. So do you after they've done Last of Us? Do you have the balls to make Lara Croft old? Well, not old, but let's say <sighs> in her mid to late forties. That would be cool, though. and make her actually look like she's in her mid to late forties. Yeah. Yeah, it would be I cool. think that would be really well done. If it was done. Aye. Grizzled Lara? Cause, aye, Grizzled. Because that was, that was the thing I, was, I did enjoy about Uncharted 4. Because obviously in Uncharted 1, 
Drake is this young man, he's bouncing around and all the rest of it. And he actually jokes about that in Uncharted 4. They just can't do it the way you stay on. He's constantly, you know, like if you've been climbing for a while and you get to the top, he'll like sort of, you know, muck about with his shoulder and all. He's nipped a nerve and all this here and all. I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. He touches. He's not as young as he used to be. Mm-hmm. Never actually affect the gameplay, though. No, no, no. They should, they should take it that far. Like in Metal Gear Solid 4, where you would get back pains. You'd have to put on like a heat patch and all. Because <laughs> Snake had a bad back. Um, yeah. Old man Snake. Uh, I think it's time for resin. Oh, wait, one more thing, just very quickly. Uh, Breath of the Wild 2 delayed. There you go. That's the most news we have on it. <laughs> to spring 2023. God, how old is the Switch going to be by then? How old is the Switch now? It's pretty old. It's not going to run well either way. Because the Mm. first one didn't run that great. So (laughs) you should really play that first one since you have a Switch. I should. I should get my hands on it. Mm. So wrestling. I think I'll take a breather from open world games. So yes, wrestling. Uh, Well, that is true, Open more. It's an old one. Um, yeah, wrestling. So it's it, it's been a busy week for wrestling. Uh, Texas must be fucked off with wrestling. I would the say so. They've had, um, as we know, every mania weekend. Whatever city mania is in is as a locus of wrestlers. <laughs> locus, yep. a plague, a plague of wrestlers descending on it, um, and. If you if you hate wrestling and you live in that city, well, I pity you. Um, Go away about, for the weekend. How <laughs> about we uh, talk about what happened on Dynamite and Rampage first? Because uh, there were a few things. Um, let's not go through every single match, but uh, some really good matches. Uh, we had mm. CM Punk announcing his intentions, so he's definitely going for a, a title. Um, not really, not really saying how he's going to manage that, but, um, he beat Max Caster. Definitely, it was decent. Definitely didn't live up to the, the Dax one because that was... Oh, no. Jesus, but that's, that's Dax. Um, and we, we see from the start there's strange pieces of paper around the uh the barricades <laughs> um and then after that we get to see it's uh smart mark sterling putting up wanted pictures of wardlow <laughs> or security Keep pictures. Out of the building. yeah and we we see a, a bit of um friction between mjf and ftr now because ftr is more or less turn face yeah ftr basically says uh, we like wardlow what was that? We like him. Um, they just don't want to have to be part of that symphony. That's all that they're worried about. <laughs> <laughs> they're all, no, we're not getting the wrong side of him. Nope, don't care if it's two of us. Um, we're starting to see things happen with Jay Lethal. So he's been losing matches. He lost Adam Cole. Mm. This week he loses to John Moxley in an excellent match. This was probably yep. the best match of the night um and he he teases moxie offers him the handshake at the end which is that's very ring of honor the code of honor um yep. 
And he shakes his hand eventually, but he does hesitate. He seems very conflicted. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. hear more about that on a different show. Ooh. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, so we, we know who Jade Cargill's 30th opponent is going to be. Yep. Uh, and we get a package showing them here. And first, it's a, I don't know what to think of this nickname. The Problem? <laughs> the Problem, Marina Shafir. So, uh, have you seen her on Dark? Yes. It's very just squash matches. Yeah, she's, she's just running people over. Uh. She looks very intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um... She's probably she's as big, some big uh, names too. Yeah, she's probably as big as Jade as well. I'm not sure. I haven't seen them mm. stand beside each other. Um, she was in NXT. Right. She was terrible. Awful. Oh dear. Can't wrestle. So, um, Jade mm. being as inexperienced as she is, uh, this this could end up being a car crash. <laughs> A disaster. It's like, is, is Jade going to call this match? Oh, Christ. Maybe mm. that will work for her. Go at her own pace. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. Don't have high hopes for that one, but... Um, yeah, I was kind of... I'm happy, man. I was hoping for something a bit more, like... I don't know, a bit, a bit more of a surprise, or maybe, like, with the... With the Ring of Honor stuff happening, maybe they could have brought someone over from there. I don't know, but eh, could have been a bit more exciting. Yeah. I got a feeling we're going to see a lot more stuff like that, though. Um, well, obviously, they fucking own Ring of Honor. Why wouldn't you? Uh, mm. We have FTR then taking on Gun Club. The match isn't really anything, and it's more to do with we cut away to Wardlow coming storming into the building during the match. Yep. Um, yep, beating the shit out of everyone. Uh, FTR do get the victory, uh, despite Billy Gunn weirdly being a heel and helping. Uh, um, he, p- he pure clocked, was it cash? <laughs> yeah. Jesus, he clocked him. <laughs> I don't know if Billy Gunn's just very good at. Throwing his hands, or he maybe accidentally legit clocked him. But I remember looking <laughs> at it, going, "Jesus!" Yeah. Um, with the Warlow stuff, MGF gets a whole team of security to take him out, and then he comes out after the match, and FTR's like, "Nah, fuck away off." Mm. They're all like, "Well, Warlow's our friend. Get away." So, yep. Good to see FTR that. definitely turning face. Good to see all that uh, backfiring on MGF. Yep. Um, we get nearly the same promo from Chris Jericho and the Jericho Appreciation Society that we got last week where they're looking behind the curtain, except this time Eddie Kingston's there. Yep. And all uh, hell breaks loose. And we get fight to the ring, but then mm-hmm. it all goes wrong for Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz with the numbers. And I have to just quickly bring this up. How mm-hmm. fucking big is Santana now? He yeah, has got massive. Hitting the gym, hey? I I think he's bigger than Hager. <laughs> like, oh, don't tell don't tell Jr. that. 
I, I, but <laughs> I'm just saying, I, at one I, point, him and Hager so, are sort of staring off, and you're like, Hager, you better get out of there, little man. I, <laughs> you're going to get crushed. See, when Hager's in that ring, this is every fucking time they, they need to in commentary do a fucking hand check. Everyone hands above the desk, because I don't know what JR's I, up to there. I, <laughs> he, he fucking uh, loves Hager. Like, He's brought it up a few times in commentary and had a laugh with about it. Like, but I'm sorry, Hager's obviously Hager's been slimming down, and he's very, very uh, toned looking for Palladium. But Santana has just blown up. Hey, he is massive. Hey, massive. I get painted on that T-shirt he was wearing. It was crazy. Hadn't uh, you, you think that's going to be a stadium stampede situation type thing going on there? I don't know who else could they call in because they'd obviously be <laughs> yeah. two men down. Who's going to make up? Like, uh, but someone's going to have to make up the numbers for Kingston, mm. Santana, Ortiz. Who's it going to be? Oh get Christ! Your, get your get your fantasy booking hat on. One of them will be Punk. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There's a reason for that. You ever notice any time Kingston's cutting a promo and he says his name, he yeah. always says that's the one name that's always gritted teeth. And and Punk always says, well, he said fuck Eddie Kingston on Twitter like at the weekend. He did. <laughs> well, he, he, did. he was putting a bunch of people over and just in the middle, of, just fuck Eddie Kingston. <laughs> Now, some people think uh, that's legitimate heat. I think they're crazy, but because it's stuff that happened 15 years ago. I don't know. The guys, they've had a match. They've had yeah. Punk, which was Punk's best match up until that point. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're both uh, don't hate his Yeah, they're sad for life. They as, don't care uh, anymore. <laughs> uh nor a great match in Wiener Yuta versus uh, Brian Danielson. Um, Unbelievable. Hey, the crowd actually really behind Wheeler Yuta. Hey. Wheeler Yuta really, really, behind really him. good here. This is getting him over big mm-hmm. time. Uh, keep at it. I love him, the defiant spit in the face before getting triggered oh. and LaBelle locked. Yep. Um, that was good. Uh, yeah. Once again, William Regal singing Excalibur's praises. Of course. <laughs> Smart man, He's man, loving him boy. some Excalibur now. <laughs> man with the mask. <laughs> man with the mask. When are they going to put Yuda in there officially? Be part of the Blackpool Combat Club? I say very soon. Very soon. Well, I it, could, it probably was supposed to be sooner, but I reckon the breakaway match will have <clears> to be. He'll <throat> have to have a breakaway match, and it was probably supposed to be Cassidy. Because obviously Cassidy's the guy who trained him. Mm. Oh, you mean Cassidy's to, to, to split, split him up with the best friends? Mm-hmm. He, he's he's kind of just left them anyway. Uh, they haven't been seen together since he said, I want mm. to wrestle. Leave me alone sort of deal. Uh, and with the Adam Cole, Red Dragon se- segment with him. Enjoyed this. Uh Yep. Uh, I like I liked so so they all stole the the tag titles and the world championship. I liked they all they all had the the, the stickers on them and they wrote their names on in in pen <laughs> and Kyle O'Reilly had the E on Kyle backwards. <laughs> did you notice that? 
<laughs> I didn't even notice that. Very good. You had some trouble there. Um, <laughs> and they're having a, t- a celebration. It's so fucking dumb. They have a thing, a, a box with like three balloons come out of it. And then uh, I was Cole, half expecting someone to be in the box. But <laughs> Cole comes out with this line. He's like, we didn't steal them. We took them. Because you can't steal something that doesn't belong to you. It's like, that's a literal definition of stealing. (laughs) I think he was supposed to say, we didn't take them, we took them because you can't steal something that does belong to you. But he said, doesn't. So I was like, oops. I like to think he meant to do it wrong. Yeah, true. Because uh, he, he's, he's really, always about to. Ah, uh, true. And just the fact that you know Kyle O'Reilly having his own name—well, not spelled wrong, but he can't—he can't write an E. It's, it's, and then what was with the Kyle O'Reilly thing? Having to sit down because he's too much champagne. <laughs> he was like mid sentence, and then he's all that too uh, much champagne. They were just being Bobby great, Fish. So. <laughs> then we get the hangman coming out on his Tesla with the bullhorns. Um, <laughs> Jurassic Express and Christian coming to help. Uh, did they get their belts back? I can't remember if they actually they got did. Them. They didn't have they them got for the belts long. back. Um, and this leads us to an upcoming match. First time ever <laughs> uh, between Christian and Adam Cole tomorrow night. Mm. That'll be good. Christian's been putting his best stuff in recently. Yeah, he has been on form. Um, Thunder mm-hmm. Rosa actually gets her interview this week and, uh, yes. and doesn't doesn't get any surprises. Um, nope. I guess the whole thing. Um, fiery baby face promo. Um, yep. Says, says neither Rose, bring it on, basically. Um, yep. Then FTR announced that they're they're where they issue a challenge to the Young Bucks. Oh Jesus! I have to run. I got excited. <laughs> We've got. More on that later. Um, yep. First tournament qualifier for the Owen Hart Foundation tournament, uh, the women's one. I love that they're doing t- qualifiers. That just makes it seem mm-hmm. like such a big deal. It makes it f- feel really important. Than just I thought I knew who it. this was going to be. Who did you think it was going to be? I thought it was going to be Maya Yim. I thought it was going to be Keith Lee's wife. Right, right. Well, you got something way better than that. No. <laughs> I. No disrespect to me, Yim, but Tony Storm is one of the best around. Um, I have a roof I, came off when she came out. Like I don't know why WWE let her go. I mean, for for fuck's sake, she is so. Did she? Sorry, did she used to run around with uh, Ruby? Uh, they probably cross paths. I'm not sure. All right. No, did, did Ruby not have a group? In... She did. Tony Storm wasn't in that group. No. Oh, okay. Because I just seen the, the the you know her 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 video when she was coming out and it looked very punk rocky as well. And I was like, ooh, I wonder that if she's like... that is kind of Tony Storm's thing as well. She does okay that, that as well. Um, like Tony Storm did like massive things in Japan in stardom. She mm. she won. Um, there's two tournaments, the Cinderella tournament and another one. She won them both in the same year. She's held the wonder of stardom, the worlds of stardom belts. Like she's proper, like she's a full on, she's a Joshi. Um, it's just, she's Australian and not Japanese. Um, 
she's a great get. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to mm. say. She's fucking fantastic. Um, and I hope they uh, do good shit with her. Future champion. Well, she won her match, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, so uh, so she'll be. She's the first person in the the tournament, and we have one other that uh, that has just gone in. Um, we have Nyla Rose uh, accepting Thunder Rose's challenge, I guess. Mm. Um, and then our main event is Darby Allen versus Andrade El Idolo. Mm. That. Uh, Get started, but like they going at it before the bell even rings, and in a fucking shocking turn of events, Andrade wins this. Mm. Andrade beat Darby Allen on a main and event. This, and this is me thinking exactly what I've been saying the whole time. Well, you think Darby's going to turn Darby's, on Sting or something? Or? Well, no, he's just going to start getting frustrated that he can't do it alone. Mm. And then you know, Sting will give him his match, and he'll beat Sting one on one. This is where it's going. Yeah. Or Sting, but Sting him. actually went down. I couldn't believe it. Jeez, it took four people to put him down. <laughs> but he was beating a shit out of Butcher and Blaze single handedly first. I said, Come on, man. they've got chairs. Jesus Christ. Uh, uh And then we get. But Andrade uh, is. Has he got bigger? Yeah, he's he looked in some huge. crazy ship. Fucking hell, he Aye. is huge. Uh, then we get we get the Hardys coming out as well to everyone as a fight. Um, we we are going to get our <laughs> Hardys versus. No, we've already had Hardys versus Private Party, and it was kind of meh. <laughs> so it was ground. I, I don't know where where that goes next. Are they are they going to have another match? Because it, it definitely seems they're still focused on each other. Well, they're having a tables match tomorrow uh, with Butcher Oh, yeah, and Blade. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, right. But, like, the, the private party, like, that's that's mm. the beef there. It's the Hardys and private party. That'll go, that'll end up TLC. You're probably right. You're probably right. Mm. It, may, it would make sense. And then what, do you throw Butcher and Blade in there as well as a separate team? Butcher and Blade are kind of just, you know... We're here too, and we'll just beat up whoever needs beat up. Yeah, I kind of feel for them. Yeah. The the Andrade office thing made me need to be dropped and just have Andrade being a bastard and just wreck him, boys. Because better than Jesus, the Hardy office. So I I think them two with Andrade works. Private Party not so much. I don't think they gel with Andrade or, or make sense in a group with them. Um, mm. it made sense to have them like when they were a young tag team being taken advantage of. Mm-hmm. But the time for them to get the better of Matt to get revenge for that has kind of passed. And now they're the heels and he's yeah. this. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a bit all over the place. <clears throat> Rampage. Um, young bucks versus top flight. Yes, please. That's just good. Let's say the young bucks winning it. Um, I seen on BTE where Nick had forgot his tape and his boots. <laughs> uh, oh, right. You see that at the start of BTE where 
he basically was wrestling with no tape and he didn't even have the proper boots on and he was still just obviously still in character looking at the camera being all and we'll still win this because you know why because <laughs> f off <laughs> he just wears jeans i know he in the ring so i know they're um, so good yeah they were ranked number two top flight and go guessing they're not anymore hmm um, we have Scorpio, Skythe, Page, Dan Lambert, uh, Page Van Sant all up on the the mics. I was like half listening to Lambert. I was like, oh Jesus. Um, they basically say the their Sammy and Ty aren't getting a match. What match? Who are they looking for? Is it Scorpio and Page? It didn't really. I'm, I, I'm not it, too sure what the plan is, but um, or, or is he looking to match with Lambert? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is going to run in circles a wee bit. It is a wee bit. <laughs> mm. uh, but anyway, we get um, Sammy Guevara and Ty Conte up on the screen outside, uh, and they go to town on a BMW that apparently belongs to Lambert. Uh, Chris Chris Jericho really needs to learn how much BMWs cost. <laughs> oh, what was he shouting? Hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, that was like, a, like like an X five. It's like what's that thirty yeah. forty grand? Yeah, it's a, it's the SUV BMW, one of the least popular BMW vehicles they've ever made. So yeah, you, they probably picked that up for a couple of grand so they could smash the shit out of it. <laughs> Oh, I had looked old. Ah, <laughs> Dan Lambert is not driving around <laughs> in an old BMW. No. Well, if you're going to smash the fucking air car, you're not going to get an expensive one. But the, they uh, kind of just stole this from Santana Ortiz. Yep. Yep, they did. Except they're doing it as faces. Yeah. Which, well, I don't know if they're supposed to be faces. I don't know what the deal is with them. They've kind of turned into the new Cody and Brandy. <laughs> ah, hasn't got that bad yet. <laughs> not not that bad yet, but the fans are sort of like Do you reckon not the fans sure are of them. Kind of, uh, kind of turning, I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm not going to lie. Sammy's not, he's never been the best on the mic. No, he's definitely not, no. Uh, Sammy, Sammy shines in the ring, which is obviously what wrestlers should be. But giving him mic time, I don't know if it does him the world of good. Yeah, I I actually think Ty may be better on the mic than him, and obviously, mm. or like her first language isn't English, but she's got the the attitude and and she feeds. She yep. she's more natural. Um, yep. but she doesn't get the mic. He does so. Mm. Um, seeing Ty, Ty and Paige go at it could be fun. Could be, because I've noticed Ty and uh, Anna Jay aren't really hanging around much anymore. Yeah, so. Anna Jay's tagging with Ruby Soho suddenly. Mm. So is that Which, to be fair, probably, yeah, I'm guessing so. Just because they want um, to be this Sammy-Ty face couple, which has never worked. You can't do a nope. couple face couple. That's just... Don't be Not silly. unless you're Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, that's the exception. That is an exception. Yeah. Um, oh Jesus! 
Tony Schiavone <laughs> interviewing Hook, Dan Housen. Oh, to, Jesus. He's trying to curse Hook again. just doesn't work because I gave it up Dan Housen. I think this is leading to Dan Housen's first match. <laughs> you can't have his first match. I'm getting squashed by Hook. He won't get squashed. Oh, Jesus. He won't beat him. He won't <laughs> beat him. Like, you're going to make Dan Housen look really dangerous. You're going to make Dan Housen look like a maniac. He's the first man that takes Hook to the limit, but still <laughs> he still loses. <laughs> Let's be honest. People have been looking at Dan Housen for maybe months who maybe have never bothered their Hogan on the internet going, right, who's this painted clown that's pointing at people? Imagine he takes one of the fucking golden boys of AEW to the limit. You're certainly going to turn and go, right, this guy's not to be fucked with. Yeah, that's true. And maybe then Hook respects him and they form the tag team Hookhausen. I'm telling you. Um, we get a trios match. Fuego asked for it. Uh, <laughs> they got it. He gets his head kicked off by Malachi Black. The end. What did well, you think was going to happen? Do you know the one thing I actually loved about this match? So, do you remember when Fuego tagged himself in and it all went downhill? Like, mm-hmm. all the commentators were blaming Fuego. Even Excalibur was like, you know, Fuego tagged himself in when Stu was reaching for Uno, you know, the established tag team. So, it's kind of Fuego's fault they lost. Mm. That was kind of the story they were telling, anyway, so... Aye. But Stu got a wee moment with Malachi, so he must have been happy. Just give him a proper match. They could still get a proper match out of it. Or, well, not a proper Definitely. match, but a one-on-one match. Um... Mm. Jimmy Hader beats Sky Blue for a place in the, the Owen Hart Foundation tournament. Uh, wasn't yep. much to this. It was just get Jimmy Hader in there. And then our main yep. event, Powerhouse Hobbs and Limited oh. TV. This was fantastic. Just really good. Was, big, really good big band match. Aye. This was a big proper horse match. This was absolutely amazing. Um, I just... They're both huge and they're both able to just lift each other like they're nothing. Aye. Uh, there was a moment on the outside where was it aye, Hobbs just trucks Indy Keith Lee and sends him clean into the barricade. Aye? It was just incredible yeah. looking because he right. just came from behind the camera so it just looked like this big rig just running over the top of Keith Lee. And Chris Jericho's like he, he moved the rail six feet. Aye. This <laughs> fear is like Taz really on top of Jericho with it. On this <laughs> rampage, anytime there's a member of Team Taz in the ring, Taz stops being very jovial and he does his like proper nasty Taz. <laughs> no, I mean just Jericho. Jer- At the start, Jericho's introducing himself. He's like, "Oh, it's great to be here, but it's not great to be sitting next to you." And just a bit of size, and Taz like, "Which one?" <laughs> he just keeps putting him on the spot. I like it though. Uh, Tad's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Right, so uh the rest of this stuff, Ke- Mania the, oh so sorry, Keith Lee. It was Keith Lee won, didn't he? He did. Uh, and then he got beat down. It, yes, and then Swerve came out. Um Ah yes, that's right. Uh yeah, so where do we start this? Let's talk about WrestleMania happened and I watched most of it. Um mm-hmm. I will say night one. I didn't watch on night one. I watched night one before watching night two live. So I was able to skip uh, 
a tag team title match between the Usos uh, and Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura, which apparently Rick Boogs injured himself in, so it ended up being nowhere near as good as it could have been. A singles match oh, between Drew McIntyre and uh, Baron Corbin, which Drew McIntyre deserves better. I don't need to see that. And Drew mm. McIntyre cut the ring ropes with his big sword because Vince McMahon is a dick. <laughs> Drew McIntyre <laughs> does not need a fucking gimmick like a sword. No. The man is a monster. Fuck off. Yep. Uh, and then I also skipped the Logan Paul Miz beating the Mysterios. I mean, I don't care if that was that would have been a fucking you know seven star classic. I would not have watched that in general Prince. Well, that man has no place in a fucking wrestling ring. I'm sick of seeing his nope. stupid face, and I don't need to see that. And on top of that, he's teaming with Logan Paul of all people. <laughs> Fuck the Miz. You did it again. You did it again. <laughs> Why didn't I see that coming? <laughs> Uh, but anyway, th- this first night <laughs> was actually pretty good. We got two two really good matches uh, and uh, a really fucking fantastic segment. First really good match was Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch, um, and just a fucking really physical, like just leave it all out there match. And they've been sort of running this since Becky Lynch fucked over Bianca Belair at SummerSlam where she beat her really quickly on her return. Um, and this oh, is kind yeah. of Bianca Belair's redemption. She beats Becky Lynch, gets the title. Great match. Our other great match, Seth Rollins. Rollins? Rollins was has been running about looking for an opponent. He didn't have one. And he would be up against a mystery opponent. And everyone sort of knew that where this was going. And the mystery opponent turns out to be Cody Rhodes. And dear Jesus, he gets a hero's welcome. It, it was genuinely good to see uh, 65,000. 65,000, not 77,000 like WWE were saying. 65,000 people going fucking nuts for Cody Rhodes. Um, what music did he use? His his music. He actually got his music. Wrestling has more than one royal family. He He owns that music. It did the whole ah. fucking Cody entrance. He came up on an, from below the stage on the same way he does in AEW. So they Jesus. they went all out for him, and on top of that, put on a great match. Um, Cody can won, do that. He and he certainly won. can. He fucking he won. won too. Now, here's the thing. Will they keep that momentum going, or will they eventually lose interest in him and stop pushing him as a top guy? Because I think he'll get sick mm. of that very quick if they start that. But after an excellent start with Cody Rhodes, definitely. Mm. Um, SmackDown women's title match, Charlotte Fair versus Ronda Rousey. This was boring, not great. I realize Ronda Rousey has just had a win, but then why bring her back now if she's not ready? But... Uh, I was going to say, Charlotte's usually one of the, the top ones too. Eh, everyone can have bad matches. And Ronda Rousey's very limited mm. in what she can do, even before. True. She, she was never very good. So. Then the main event wasn't a uh, a match per se. It was Kevin Owens was going to interview Steve Austin. Um, right. But then Kevin Owens gets him out there and says, uh, I lied 
I don't want to interview you. I want to fight you. And then Austin agrees and they have a match. Steve Austin's last match. Um, Fucking hell. So this this was definitely his last match though? Yes, yes. This is kind of like the... He never knew his last match was his last match at the time. Ah, true. And, And... Retirement was never announced, so it's good when we get this. And it wasn't; it it, it was it was decent. It was like a lot of brawling. Um, Owens uh, mm. is, was the perfect guy to do this with him, um, and he took some bumps. He took some took suplex on the concrete. Like it was funny though. It's Jeez. like they they get it started, ring the bell, and you just see the big smile on Kevin Owens' face. He just couldn't hide it. <laughs> he was main event of WrestleMania against Steve Austin. That's like. Aye. You can't even call that's that a childhood dream because, like, uh, that's something that would never happen. And there, there he is, one of his favorite wrestlers of all time, and he's standing across the ring from him, a guy who's been retired for nineteen years. It's fucking crazy. Um, yeah, like the only person who's been able to live that dream recently has been uh, MJF. We see him, Punk. Hmm. That's the exact same situation he was in recently. Like, imagine being that guy for that moment where, like, the the person you have been a fan of your whole life is just standing across the ring from you going, right, we're going to have a match now. You'd be like, shit, is this actually happening? Have I died or something? Uh, 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 actually, uh, like, no brilliant moment. You're way to close out the first night. Now, the second night was certainly mm-hmm. nowhere near the first one, uh, the matches were nowhere near as good. Um, we got a, a really fun triple threat tag team, which was like proper triple threat, three men in the ring. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And right. I can now understand why they don't do that. Because it does not work. <laughs> uh, because you end up with this situation where... Because the way a normal triple threat, you know, it'll be two guys working with each other and one will be selling on the outside or something. So you get that situation mm-hmm. where someone's lying outside dying and their partner's just standing there on the corner being like, what do I do? I'll just stand here. <laughs> like it's a wee bit silly. But once they got into it, they started doing like the, you know, all the, the high spot stuff and it got really fast paced and um mm. exciting to watch um that was between randy orton and riddle who were the champions they won uh against chad gable and otis alpha kind of and the street profits uh boy in the street profits montez ford he's fucking fantastic he's very very good he he would uh fit in well at in aew okay. um had a shit match bobby lashley f- beating uh, the guy amo uh, Omos? Omos. He's a big seven foot tall useless guy. Alright. He had been hanging around with AJ Styles for a long time. You know, AJ hiding behind him all the time being a sneaky heel, but Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Now he's on his own and it's like this guy's shite. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's good Bobby Lashley beat him. Um and an anything goes match between no- Johnny Knoxville and Sami Zayn. Yes, Jackass's Johnny Knoxville. Fought in a WrestleMania match against Sami Zayn. Okay. Why has he been doing this a lot? Because wasn't he in the Rumble as well? Yes. Um, it was to build What's up to the this. the deal match. with him? New Jackass film. Oh, good point. 
the match itself was pretty fun. We got uh, Chris Pontius coming out and do his party party boy stick. Uh, <laughs> Wee Man came out of the ring. They did a bunch of callbacks to Jackass, like the big big massive hand that slaps you. Um, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Would I rather have a Finn Balor get a WrestleMania match? Yeah, sure. But it is what it is. Um, WWE Women's Tag Team Match Fatal 4-Way yeah, a bunch of thrown together tag teams they haven't really done much with that women's tag title wasn't great uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks win <coughs> then Edge versus AJ Styles this was good it's probably Aye. probably the best match of of the second night in my opinion um why are you so surprised here it's aj Styles. no i know that it's just i know edge is a bit older and i wasn't maybe expecting him to be I'm just me being ageist i guess although him and christian are the same age what am i talking about I just know he had wild back or wild bad neck problems, and I always, it's just that yeah. whole thing. I think, or I always wonder, better. can he still do what he used to do? For the most part, yeah. Uh, mm. Change well, Edge never had a really crazy style, but um, he's not much older than AJ, and AJ can still do the shit he used to do for some some. I don't know. The man just defies fucking time. How's he still doing that <laughs> phenomenal forearm? I don't know, but to, uh, to he's the still level fantastic. He does it. Yeah. Really good match. Um, then we had a travesty, uh, Seamus and Ridge Holland with Butch. Oh, fucking hell, hey. They Who's were beat Butch? by the New Day. Um, it's, uh, what do you call him? Bruiserweight. Um, oh, Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn. They've renamed him Butch. They called him. Ridge Holland's an or English rugby player and Seamus, and they're all dressed up like they're in Peaky Blinders, and they look fucking stupid. Oh. Uh, but right. like Pete Dunn was running around the uh, the outside of the ring because he was really angry with New Day. Uh, but like Seamus would pick him up on his shoulder and be like, "Oh, you know, he's kind of the limit out of it." It's just a fucking hell. How talented Pete Dunn is, and this is what you've re- mm. reduced him to. It's fucked, absolutely fucked. Um. We get Pat McFever defeating Austin Theory on behalf of Vincent Mann. Vince out. Um, that didn't really matter. Uh, right after that, uh, Vince gets in and challenges Pat McAfee, the commentator, to a match, which um, Vince wins because Austin Theory helps him. Then we get Austin come out and deliver the worst, absolute fucking worst stunner you have ever seen to the 75-year-old Vince McMahon. I think you could check his, what age he is. Um, I, didn't, I didn't think it could be worse than Trump's, and then I watched it, and it 76. is the worst stunner of... And what's he at, I? And it's like, uh, Austin does the kick to set up, he falls down uh, under his knees, stands up, <clears throat> falls back against the rope, falls into Austin. Austin tries to grab his head and do the stunner, and he just collapses in a heap. And then Austin's on the round. Do you see Austin? He's just pissing himself laughing. Aye. And I was pissing <laughs> myself laughing. And it's an old man, but it's Vince, so... 
<laughs> it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, and then the main event, Brock versus Roman. Roman wins. Wasn't great, if I'm honest. Kind of bored. <laughs> it was that kind of WWE do this kind of thing when booking the big, big match, you know, the big WrestleMania main event title match, and it's just like 15 finishers. Aye. And there's nothing else to it. Um, aye. Uh, that, was, that was the end of WrestleMania. Now, Lots of other stuff happened this weekend. Um, mm. We had like multiple GCW shows on the one night. Um, we had the the fucking New Japan the J Cup. Zack Saber Junior won the 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 New Japan Cup. That's huge. He's getting a shot mm. at Okada. That's huge. That's happening soon. Mm. Um, the the other thing I w- personally watched was uh, Ring of Honor's Supercard of Honor, which is the first, um, the first event since their hiatus. It's the first event since Tony Khan has bought them, um, and this this uh, this whole thing was great. Um, it was some amazing matches, some really big things happening. Um, we had uh, Swerve beating uh, Alex Zane in a really nice, fast-paced, flippy match. Um, we had Jay Lethal taking on Lee Moriarty. Does full-on fucking heel turn. Low blows Lee Moriarty, and you don't do that in oh, Ring geez. of Honor. Um, oh, Jesus. We get uh, Tolly Blanchard. He announces... That's uh, right, he was supposed to have a new client. He has three new clients. So he's got his tag team. Um, who I cannot remember what they called them. Give me a second here. Because I think they were on the pre-show. Gates of Agony. Um, so these two, two big fucking... One of them's ripped to shit. His name's Khan, and there's uh, Toa Leona. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with either of those. Is one of those on Dark now and then? Yes, I think your man Khan's been on there. He's like, yes, I think they yes. both have actually. Um, he's ripped to shreds. Like he's, mm-hmm. um, Toy brings him out, and they just absolutely destroy uh, Cheeseburger and Eli Isom. Um. Like, just fucking wipe them out. Um, Colt Cabana was on the show as well. He he beat uh, Blake Christian, that sort of generic-looking ginger guy, but he's, like, really good in the yeah. ring. But sort of... Blake Christian just need it, There's something he need, He needs something to make it click, and he will be fucking... He'll be Daniel Bryan, too. Um, mm. Or Bryan Danielson. Uh, AQA beat uh, uh, Miranda Elias. Um so you can already see in these matchups a lot of AEW talent, <laughs> a lot of mm. AEW talent going over. Um, then a singles match we had Dalton Castle beat Joe Hendry. I think they were in a feud from before. Who knows if they'll stick around though? Because um, this was very much a changing of a let's get the titles off everyone who doesn't work here sort of thing. Um, we had a, a Ring of Honor. We had a, a match for the interim World Women's Title. 
<laughs> no, I'm not sure. Do you know why Diana Perazzo couldn't make this? She was literally at an event at the same time this was happening. Right. right. The the multiverse. No, 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 no. That was that was the next night. What was the one she was doing the night? She was doing something the night before. She was she was working all three nights. I think she had matches. Yeah, a lot of guys were doing multiple ma- multiple matches in the same night, uh, jumping from <laughs> just show to show. Um, well, anyway, Mercedes Martinez beat Will and Willow uh, Night Nightingale. Sorry, in a match that I thought it got a lot more flack than it deserved, to be honest, because it was it was decent. Uh, so you're going to have Mercedes Martinez versus Diana Perazzo sometime in the near future. I Diana, hope. Diana Perazzo is losing that. <laughs> like, yeah. There's no way she's winning that. Um, and then we had, holy shit, this match. Holy fuck. FTR versus the Briscoes for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles. You want to talk about a fight? This was mm. stiff as fuck. It was so good. Um, 50, 50, 50 split crowd. You need to do yourself a favor and go go watch this match. Um, mm. It was absolutely fantastic is all I can say about it. Um, yeah, just top notch. Um, tag team wrestling and FTR are now double champions, AAA and Ring of Honor. Um, <laughs> and at the end, they very gracefully bowed out of the ring, gave the Briscoes the ring to have their moment. It, it seemed very much like a goodbye to Ring of Honor. Um, mm. because I know that the Briscoes have not been signed by Tony Khan. That's a whole thing. Someone at Time Warner said, do not be signing them boys under any circumstances. And this is going back to certain things. One of them, I think Jay Briscoe said in 2013, I want to say, some very homophobic things about gay marriage. Um, Now, they have apologized over and over again for this stuff. And uh, Mm. I think recently, this week, it was brought up on a podcast or some interview, and Jay Briscoe said, they explained, it's like, at the time, I thought I was defending my God and all stuff, and he's come to see us like, that's not what I was doing at all. God doesn't hate anyone. We don't hate everyone. Mm. We love everyone. But um Yeah, it's it's hard to it's hard to wash off that stink once you've done that. So Yeah. It that's is. Why you shouldn't do that. Did you say they've been signed to Impact though? I don't think they're signed, but Impact has said they will be happy to work with them for the yeah. near future. I think I think Impact has says, listen, the contracts are there if you're interested. Balls in your court. I don't know what the Briscoes yeah. want to do. It, it's it's nuts to think like in these three years of AEW, um, like Warner have never gotten involved. They've never made any demands. They've you know, mm. and then for this, that just puts it in perspective. It's like someone felt the need to go tell Tony Khan, no, you cannot sign them. Um, so yeah, someone someone definitely feels feels strongly about it. Um, uh-huh. we get Minoru Suzuki beating, uh, Rhett Titus for the TV title. This was very much, um, 
I think Minoru Suzuki was brought in very last minute. And I'm, this I'm very sorry much... to sorry to sorry to go back here. Did um, oh. did something not happen when the Bristols oh, were in the ring? <laughs> sorry, forgot about that. Got got all the Twitter controversy threw me off there. Yeah, the Bucks. <laughs> Bucks came in. The super fucking Bucks. Super kicked the fuck out of them. And then FTR came back out, and the Bucks were like, "All right, then you want that match? Doing it for titles." Then everyone mm. started chatting. Fuck the young bucks. <laughs> to which the young bucks were dancing around on stage to it. <laughs> I love the young bucks so much. They are very good at healing it up. Oh, they're so good. But yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen that obviously on BT. So on Wednesday we. Uh, that's. I, I bet they're they're gonna feel like they need to top the Briscoes. For, and I, I hope they give it a good fucking try. It's like, uh, it's the box and FTR is going to be an amazing match either way. Uh, uh, yeah, Minoru Suzuki beats Red Titus in, in six minutes. This was very much a you're not going to be here anymore, so give us a title situation again. Uh, um, now, you say that, like, uh, that sounds bad, but like, you could have easily just went, we're stripping all these titles, everyone, and you're not mm, even going to get true. a match. Um, and it's like, when AEW buys Ring of Honor, you know, there's, they've got a shit ton of talent that can't even fit on their own TV show now. This is the reason why they've bought this place, is to give more people that are they already have mm-hmm. signed stuff to do, so it would be hard to justify getting all of the uh the ex Ring of Honor guys in. Um we have Wheeler Yuta taking on Josh Woods for the Ring of Honor Pure title. If you're unfamiliar, that is the pure wrestling where you're only allowed three rope breaks. You're not allowed to do close fist punches to the face. Um 60 minute time limit and there are judges if it goes to that this did not this was like a 30 minute match it was decent enough um crowd was sort mm. of dead for it don't understand but it was very very technical and wheeler Uter wins and he now has this ring of honor pure title which i hope they bring into the whole blackpool fight mm. club stuff um or combat club uh Snoring for him to prove that he belongs there. Yep. And then our main event for the Ring of Honor world title, Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito. So the story behind this at the final battle last year, it was supposed to be Jonathan Gresham versus Bandito for the title. Bandito was the champion at the time. I think Bandito Mm -hmm. got COVID. I think it was. And he couldn't show up. So instead what they did is they put Jay Lethal in that match and had them basically do have a match for the interim title. So John, Jonathan Gresham has the old Ring of Honor title, whereas Bandito has the newer one, and this was a the deciding undisputed champion. We've got Chavo Guerrero with Bandito. Um... And then th- this was a really good match. I love the way it was paced. It started out really slow with all, like, Jonathan Gresham getting Bandito down, drowned him so he couldn't do any of his 
you know, flippy shit, a lot of joint mm. manipulation, and it just builds up, and then it gets to the point where they're just, like, towards the end, just pulling out all the big, big moves. Um, at one point, uh, Gresham goes to do a dive on the Bandino, and Chavo moves Bandito, and he had warned Chavo at the start. He's like, don't get involved. This is Ring of Honor. You do, we don't do that shit here. I want to win this the right mm. way. Um, and Bandito sort of has a problem. Chavo's like, get on him, get him, get him. Um, and then later on, Chavo actually trips Gresham up, and Bandito, hmm. I've never seen this happen, says the referee, throw my manager out. Don't <laughs> 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 what happens. Chavo's like, I've had, I handed you the match. I was like, oh, get out, they fuck. Um, Very good. That, that's a cool new way of uh, doing that. Um, Jonathan Gresham wins. After all the big moves and stuff, he wins with a roll-up right at the end there, and um, it was a really good match. Jonathan Sweet. Gresham's fucking brilliant. Not the biggest guy. He is, he is unbelievable. He's, he's not the tallest, like, but he's built like a wee brick shithouse. Uh, uh, he's got no neck. Strong as fuck. <laughs> you know who his wife is? Who? Jordan Grace. Ah. That explains that. <laughs> they just bench press each other all day in the house. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, after that, uh, Jay Lethal comes back out again. And he starts demanding oh. title shots off Gresham. Gresham was about to do a victory <laughs> speech and uh, Lethal comes out. You know, oh, me first, I made you, you fucking shit. And then um, Sanjay Dutt comes out because he's friends with, he's a producer at Ring of Honor and he's friends with uh, Jay Lethal. And he sort of like, holds Jay Lethal back. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then just turns and nails Gresham and they both start beating up Gresham. Then... Uh, Lee Moriarty comes out, they beat up him, um, and then the music hits, which I don't think anyone's really sure what they're listening to. I think, I'm guessing this is new music for AEW, but who should come out? Fucking Joe. <laughs> Big Joe. Small Joe. Joe. The crowd is fucking ballistic when he comes out. Um, uh, and he comes out and scares the shit out of Jay Lethal. Gives, <laughs> gives Sanjay Dutt a could clean a coquina clutch. Um, and we now know that he has been signed to AEW and will be on Dynamite tomorrow night. So we'll get to hear what he's after. I hope he um I hope he's very involved with the Ring of Honor stuff. That's that's pretty fitting, I mm. think. Um But yeah, that's that's all the wrestling unless you have more wrestling. Um, I watched the Impact's multiverse of matches. There was a couple, oh, of, yes. couple of good ones. Yes. Um, so the opening match was actually very, very good. It was a X Division match. So you had Trey Miguel. You remember the wee sort of Spider-Man guy? Yep. Spider-Man. He's the X Division champion at the moment. Um, so you had him defending against Chris Bay, who is absolutely amazing. Yes. Uh, Vincent from Ring of Honor. Rich Swan, Blake Christensen. Christian, mm-hmm. who we mentioned earlier. And Jordan Grace, and do you see what I mean about him? He, he, there's something missing there, but I, there's there's definitely there, something I, there. He's he, he's very snappy. That's how I put him. Mm. Um, but there was one spot in this match that was absolutely amazing. Where um, it was Chris Bay and Rich Swan were climbing across two of the wires, and then Jordan was coming, sort of facing them. 
and they were both about to reach for the title and she sort of put both hands on the cable and started swinging herself back and forward and just launched herself and speared both of them off the top of the, the cables. Nice. Absolutely amazing how crowd lost their fucking minds. Eh? But that was M3 uh, done then. So Trey Miguel you know, kept his belt. Um, they done uh, Nick Aldis and Mickey James against the Cardonas, Matt Cardona and his wife, Chelsea Green. Because... As, as I mentioned to you a while, or and, and a couple Nick of weeks Aldis ago... and Mickey James are also husband and wife. Yes, yes. Because um, as, as I said a couple of weeks ago, there was this segment on Impact Wrestling where Matt Cardona just spent about 10 minutes beating the absolute piss out of Mickey James <laughs> to the point where the, you can see the crowd looking at each other going, hey, should we call somebody? <laughs> like, getting this is getting a bit much here. <laughs> but that was like the crowd were ready for killing him like but uh it was it was it's pretty good but i uh uh aldis and mickey james win uh diana perrazzo put her ring of honor title on the line uh against someone i had never heard of but it was actually a very very good match so it was uh, Fabi Apache. yes that's her I, i'm not too sure who she, she is she is with uh lucha libre uh, or triple A. Oh, right, she's, right. Um, ah, that's, she's, she's actually that's very experienced. 24 years ah, right, experience. Okay. That explains why the match was so damn good then, because Jesus Christ, it was a fantastic match. I, I'm a big fan of Perazzo anyway, but uh, this was very, very technical, this one. Um, and then there was a match I didn't know was happening, because... I haven't seen a lot of this guy's matches, but anytime he's in the ring, I know you're in for a blinder, and that's Ishii. He had a match against Eddie Edwards. Ooh. They've never had a match before. Per ah, Eddie. Fuck me. Oh, per Eddie indeed, but what a match. Hey. What an absolute match. I, I, he, he, the, thing, the thing I love about EC, he's not the biggest of guys, but he's revered as one of the biggest. And he, I just love you know that thing where like, he'll get into a, a, a back and forth with you, but he'll sort of lean in to you punching him. Yeah. And I'll sort of like back you up. I love that there. Hey? And of course the crowd's obviously going mad for it and everything. But yeah, he does. He beats he beats Eddie Edwards in an absolutely, absolutely hard hitting match. Really, really, it's, really good. His, his nickname describes him perfectly. The Stone Pitbull. <laughs> the Stone Pitbull. Okay, he's <laughs> not a body guy, but like Jesus Christ, he just emanates toughness. Yes. Just somehow toughness. It, it just comes off him. Um, there was a very good match between Chris Sabin and Jay White. Yeah, I have a question. Very, How the very fuck good. Did Chris Sabin, Chris Sabin beat Jay White. That doesn't make any sense. It's Jay fucking White. It was, <laughs> it was really well done. There was a wee bit of interference, and sadly, the Bullet Club interference went the wrong way. Oh. It was one of those situations. Oh. Uh, also, so, how, uh, how is Alex Shelley back, and they're not tagging? Oh, they are. They are. Oh, okay. Because they were they were tag teaming on an, an impact, and then Jay White came out and he said, "Hey, I've defeated." Because I didn't know Shelly trained Jay White, ah. so he was all, "I've already beat you before, old man. I want to face your partner." So they done that match. Right, 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 right. And then our main event, just you talking about the Briscoes earlier. Our main event was the Good Brothers against the Briscoes. So Gallows and Anderson, and the Good Brothers. Uh, or sorry, and the, the Briscoe brothers didn't have a good weekend. <laughs> they, I'm afraid they didn't, but absolutely amazing match as well. Absolutely blinding. Um, Jesus, uh, there was a couple of moments where I thought 
the Briscoes had killed Anderson. <laughs> Just a couple of the moves looked really, really snug. They, they <laughs> uh, I assume that FTR, but like them boys wouldn't have it any other way, really. Aye, exactly. Um, but aye, fantastic match. Obviously, the the good brothers do their wee bit of shenanigans, and then it's a same old recipe: a magic killer and a one, two, three. But uh, that was a good event. Good event. It was in a. It was in the, just the wee hall, so the crowd obviously weren't the biggest, but they made mm. their voices heard when they wanted to be. But aye, really, the, really uh, good. The Ring of Honor one was in that um, Curtis Caldwell Center. All oh, right, where there was uh, the dynamite was was in this mm-hmm. building not too yep. not too long ago. Um, one match he didn't mention there, which uh, according to Cage CageMatch.net. Uh, the general consensus is this was the best match on the card. Uh, Mike Bailey versus Alex Shelley. Oh, fuck. I, <laughs> fuck I, just talking about the machine guns, too. Yeah. This was a belter. Uh, Mike Bailey is... I, he is one of those guys that's fantastic in there. I mean, he is unbelievable in the ring. His mic work obviously needs a wee bit. They, do, they always like to do promos with him, stuff backstage. Obviously, you got to give guys time to, to get better and all. But in in ring, he's he's very much like... Uh, it puts you in mind of Chris Bay as well. He's very much like him. Lots of flippy stuff, but brilliant. Hey? What's it? Uh, it would definitely be one of the top matches. It wasn't my favorite match of the night. Um, but absolute belter. So was, I forgot about that until you mentioned The moment you said Shelly. Because we were talking about Shelly earlier too. I was like, why didn't they tag team? Just remember now, he had the match against Speedball Mike Bailey. That's what you call him, Speedball Mike Bailey. But yes, great match as well. But yeah, good event, good event. Yeah, great weekend for wrestling in general. Mm-hmm, lots and lots of it. But, um, I think we've probably bellered on, le- leathered on enough about wrestling. <laughs> we are running a wee bit long here, but special occasion, so. That's it, I, that's it. We usually do during pay-per-view weekends. yeah be avoided um yeah we'll leave it there for now and be back next week i know um cat was messing but like where the fuck's the podcast because you're late see there's nothing to <laughs> listen to at work <laughs> sorry cat <laughs> sorry <laughs> well, i'll get this thing thrown up so he doesn't go crazy until <laughs> next time people <laughs> we shall see you next week bye